Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Just Tamika. I have with me today, Julia. Julia is, she has actually a few perspectives that I'm interested in. She is a mother, she's a wife, she's young, she's a believer, um, and I'm interested in hearing what she has to say. So Julia, I will hand the mic over to you and I will let you tell us about um, really what I'm hoping that people get out of this this podcast is... um, you know, how can they really walk their spiritual walk um, in real life? Like, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, what's in the Bible? But I think that we as Christians have a way of just really downplaying a lot of things and assuming that people know what we're talking about when really people want to know, okay, well, how do I apply this to my life now? What does that look like in real life? So if you can share some of those lessons and nuggets of wisdom that, that you've learned just along the way. Okay. And go when you're ready. So was there a specific topic that you have in mind? Um, honestly, no. Let's let's okay, so let's whittle it down. Okay. What do you feel like is the biggest lesson you've learned as and let's do different perspectives. So what is your biggest lesson you've learned as um, a Christian woman? And then I'd like to hear if you feel like there's a different biggest so you know, you're also a mother. So what was the biggest less than as a Christian mom and then finally as a Christian wife. Let's see um, if we can pull those three things together. Okay. Well, we'll have to find a way to tie them together. (laughs) Um, As a woman, um, definitely finding out how to love yourself. Um, The biggest lesson I had to learn was definitely love yourself and learning to allow yourself to be loved by by God, by the Father, mm-hmm. um, and learning how to experience that with yourself before you try even dating or finding anyone else. Even in friendship, you have to love yourself before you can have relationships with others. Um, and once you learn to love yourself, you learn who you are, you learn the things that you like, take time to get to know you, and also take time to meditate with the Father and let the Father tell you how He loves you and what ways He loves you and what ways you can grow. Because if you don't, a lot of people don't take that time to do that. And so something in my life as a younger person that I've had to learn was to take the time to do that, to get to know me, and to allow myself to be loved. Because if you don't do that, then it just makes your walk harder. It makes your life harder. You struggle with things that you don't understand. What's going on with me? Or why am I going through this test right now? And you keep going through the same test because you didn't learn what the heck it was you were supposed to learn. (laughs) Right. You know what? I'm so glad that you highlighted that because especially with young women, I think we don't Mm -hmm. always know how to love ourselves. We don't really. Mm -hmm. And I think too, talk add that to being a Christian and feeling unworthy of God's love you know yes what is some way what what you know how how did you come about doing that like so if there's a young woman who's listening and she wants to know well how you know how do I love myself I know God loves me but how do I begin to love me what are some tips that maybe you can give what are some suggestions that they might try it's not easy you will fail you just have to keep trying but something that I could have used back then is you know Stop putting yourself last. Mm-hmm. Stop putting everybody else before you. You can see it in other people and trying to fix other people, but who's trying to fix you? Who's sitting there 
and they're saying, you know, hey, I see you. You have to see yourself. You have to take the time to stop and be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to cry. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to be honest with yourself. You have to be willing to fall in love with you and allow yourself to do that because no matter how much you hate yourself there will be times when you just can't stand yourself you just you have to put in the work part of it is the work i'm glad you said that too um and for me there's a parallel parallel there between doing the work self-work that's that's the crux of what what therapy is you know people come and sit down and think that when they see a therapist there's some magic wand that's going to be waved and their life's going to be fixed but if you don't do the work if you don't look at the ugly truths if you don't you know if you're not willing to embrace um the hard parts about you and begin to shape them to do better because you know you can't do better right and, and i mm-hmm. love that you're bringing that out because i think so many women need to hear that Mm-hmm. And, so, and also we as women we're taught from a young age how to care for other people mm-hmm. how to love other people how to build up other people a lot of the times the church often focuses on making young women good wives but there's not a lot of focus on building self-esteem building confidence yes. or this is something that i noticed at in myself as i got older taking accountability and and saying no I, i'm the toxic person in this situation no i was wrong and getting the help that you need like just going back and looking and be like maybe maybe i do deal with this mental issue mm-hmm. maybe something is wrong and i need further help that i can't fix myself maybe i do need therapy or maybe maybe you know something's faith without works is dead you ain't just gonna pray things away if you ain't willing to go to therapy Amen. and acknowledge that you didn't messed up this situation you need to apologize for this situation maybe that's why you're still dealing with what you're dealing with that's I agree. I agree. And I think too, another powerful point that you just made was that it's okay to, it's not a weakness to ask for help. Recognizing that you need help is a strength. A lot of people, and I think especially in our culture as black people, we turn away help. We feel like we have to do everything on our own. We feel like we have to, especially the women, you know, we're known as the proverbial workhorses of the race because everything gets loaded onto us. But not only that, we load everything onto ourselves. We take it on. We don't take time and i will share i was actually uh, talking to someone earlier and we were talking about uh you know uh self-care and i, I you know listen mm-hmm. in college i thought self-care was something i didn't have time or couldn't afford to do who got time to go to a spa because that's what i thought it was i thought you went to a spa and you that was something that bougie people with money had time to do now that, i realize honestly, yeah honestly, now, you can say yeah i learned that as a mother and a young woman i can say those two intersect mm-hmm. because when you don't take care of yourself you start to break down right. but i notice as a mother and a wife and a young woman in general if i don't take care of myself i'm more snappy with my sons if i don't take care of myself i'm more likely to be mean to my husband and that he said it before you need you need to go take a bath or something you, you know? get your me time in right <laughs> yes you need them especially as a mom kids are so beautiful they're such a blessing but they're so needy oh yeah and they always especially i don't i don't know about little girls but boys young boys they always want you to pick them up hold oh, yes. them they just boy i i'm a boy mom of of, of mama's boys <laughs> and 
you know, sometimes I have to say, like, honey, can you take him to to go and play at the parks? You know, I have to put the, the newborn down to sleep and ask if I can get my me time because <laughs> this little boy, he's just, he goes all day long. There's yes. no stopping. And I think a lot of moms get a lot of heat for being like, I need some time away from my mm-hmm. kids because people expect moms to always be able 24 to, you seven. shouldn't have kids if you wasn't going to be, no, 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 no. Moms and dads, <clears throat> grandparents, yes. everybody needs self-care and me time so Amen, they can continue girl. being super mom, super grandma, super dad. And you know because- what? You're talking about a healthy relationship now, right? Mm-hmm. Because women don't have babies to have them by themselves. And so I can say that that's something that I directly admire about your relationship is that you and your husband give each other that space. You support each other and allow each other that that me time because it's the healthiest thing for you and it's the healthiest thing for your babies, you know? And so I'm so grateful that you are able to set that example for your boys because they're going to grow up and they're going to model off of what they see. Mm-hmm. There are so many families where, you know, you see the mom run ragged or one parent run ragged doing everything but you have to work together it takes a village even if you're not you know the traditional family even if dad's not there or mom's not there the main parent needs help and even there there shouldn't even be a main parent but sometimes it is Mm -hmm. yeah you're right but you have to recognize that you need help like my husband has supported me so much through both pregnancies, postpartum. There were times where the man even held my bedpan. He wiped my butt. <laughs> That's what you call a good lady, a good and a keeper. I mean, <laughs> there's some stuff he has to take to his grave. Amen, girl. Yes. <laughs> but what I did, what I had to learn, was because he's a helpful husband. You know, he's he does more than just bare minimum. He goes above and beyond. But I had to learn that. You know, yes, even daddies can get postpartum depression. Even daddies need breaks because so a lot true. of people, you hear a lot of women, oh, my husband doesn't do this. He doesn't change diapers. We go to the doctor's office and you'd be surprised. The nurses are like, oh, my gosh, you come to the appointment. You know, you know your child's birthday. You you know the birth weight. You were, you were there to take pictures. You held their hand. You changed diapers. Like the amount of men that don't change diapers right. is astounding. But, but it's also something I'm very grateful for but I'm also very grateful to be able to acknowledge his mental health to be able to acknowledge that he needs breaks he needs time to be alone he needs time he needs spaces that a lot of moms have we already have things mm-hmm. like weight classes black infant health that we can go to connect with other moms and get that advice that community but men don't have that and I'm really grateful today to have been able to sign him up for something like that because it's something he's been needing as a dad young dad to connect with other dads older dads younger dads just just to be able to vent yeah it's rare you know what my kid white pooped on the wall today you know (laughs) (laughs) just a place a safe place to be able to vent in the process and i think i think that's necessary i'm gonna switch a little bit because we talked about the mom perspective i think and the young woman perspective and we're getting into the, the 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 husband and wife perspective and so you you've transitioned and navigated that beautifully but i'm wondering um what you feel like your biggest or you know what let's say your hardest lesson most difficult lesson to learn as a christian woman and then what support did you have because i'd love to say that our churches are right there but we know that there's a lot of church hurts that occur and our churches are not they don't always respond the best way 
Um, so mm-hmm. the question is twofold. One, what was your hardest lesson to learn and were you supported or where did you get your support? Overall? Yeah, is, or is there something that stands out, a really hard lesson that you had to learn as a Christian woman? I have to figure out how to work because there have been a lot of hard lessons that I've had to learn. Okay, and I, I just want one. We got. I think my most memorable one uh-huh. is just to learn when God tells you to do something mm-hmm. like Jonah, okay. do it. Because there was, there was a time where he was reaching out to me, he was speaking to me, and I was like, I hear you, but I don't want to do that. And I didn't listen. And I did what I wanted to do. And I got to a point where I was so low in my life that I was like, all right, okay, okay, I can't take much more of this. You know, I'm coming back. And I felt very welcomed. I was welcomed with open arms um, back into an old Christian community that I had left before. And it had been like nothing had ever happened. I was dealing with so much that that um, I didn't think I was going to make it. And I was expecting to be like, oh, where you been? You haven't been back to see us. It was like I never left. They just loved on me, and they helped me heal, and they helped me realize that I was still loved by God. And, you know, I think that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn overall. Wow, that's that's real because there are times when God is nudging us to do something or we feel compelled to do it, but we don't want it. It doesn't line up with what we want or what we want to do. And you can um, resist that. You can't because we get in our comfortable spaces, you know, and growth is not comfortable. And I'm so happy to hear that you um, had what I call true Christians, people who um, don't judge you and they just know that you need love. And, you know, it's, it's reflective of God because he's standing there waiting for you to come back with open arms. And so I'm so grateful that you highlighted that too. Um, we are getting towards the end of our little segment here. Are there any mm-hmm. final thoughts or things that you want to leave with um, with our listeners? There are a lot of final thoughts. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, my first thing I would say is, you know, if someone's out there listening and you feel a calling on your life or you feel like God's asking you something, you feel like it's too late or you can't go back, it's just, you know, come running like the prodigal son. You'll be open with open arms. And if there are church hurts, you have to remember that your God is relational with you. Mm-hmm. And the church is there as a support, but the church is not God himself. The church, the it's church full is of humans, right? Humans. Mm-hmm. It's flawed. And I don't know if, you know, the hurt is too much for you, but just know that you can always come running like the prodigal son back to God. And also know that your support people in whatever you're going through, whether it be marriage, whether it be children, like whoever is your biggest support, remember that they need support too. Their mental health matters. They may not say much, like moms, we don't say much. You know, we definitely, we do a whole lot for our kids because we love them and we don't ask for anything in return. Grandmas, husbands, wives, we all, you know, most of us do things because we love you. But just remember you are support support person and continue to check on them. See if they're okay. See what they need. Because the person who's taking care of everybody else is probably forgetting to eat forgetting mm-hmm. to drink water, not taking care of themselves, Miss Griffin. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. <laughs> you know, so just just check on them and make sure that they're okay. 
because every support person needs a support person. Amen. That was beautifully said. I want to thank you so much for your time today, your words of wisdom. I know that it won't fall on deaf ears. I think people are really going to respond well to this. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is, as always, just Tamika. Bye-bye.